episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Dick Street Givenisi, and today we're talking about... <laughs> you know what? Today we're answering five listener questions. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fieber. What's up? How's business, man? What's up, dude? It really excites me when you hit those high notes. I yeah. think you could go higher, though. Oh, okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will try. <laughs> I will try. I got to do something different, you know? It's like, it, it, I feel like sometimes the Listed Money Matters show and this show are so similar because it's mm. us two. I mean, we're the, you know, co-hosts on that show as well. So I got to do something a little bit more, a little different. I mean, obviously the intro music's different, but, and the intro itself is different, but we are not different. We are the same people. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I feel like I shower as frequently but maybe I should just like be showered for one and unshowered for the other, so I yeah, can get right. like a different, a different version of Andrew on each. Yeah, show. yeah. He sounds maybe grittier. I yeah. wonder. <laughs> yeah, Money Lab's much grittier than the other show. Weird. You can like you can smell hear him. Hmm. <laughs> mm. So how's business? Good. Good. I, I just uh, spent like a whole two. I think about like two hours chatting with Thomas. And oh it damn, was actually, that was... it was really good. Yeah. yeah, I I I was supposed to be on that call, uh, but my internet box took a shit, and I had to run to Comcast and get a whole new box. And you know, I'm so sorry you have Comcast. I as know, dude. A company in your life. I know, dude. I realized on the drive there, I was like, I had to breathe. I had to like s- s- calm down. I'm like, calm down. It's the, it's just a box. It's just the internet. And they, because they told me they were going to have to come out on Saturday, which is two days from now. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for two days? My my TV is through the internet. Go go outside, dude. It's like 95 <laughs> degrees here. No way. No, like, I, was, I am not going to be able to take a shit until I, Saturday. Dude, I can't. I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't shower. I can't bathe. I can't. I can't cook. I can't shit. I can't do anything. I was going to cry, dude. I was very upset. I don't. Now I, I don't to go to J.C. Penny to go to the bathroom. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I'm gonna have to use the bathroom at Target. <laughs> I yeah. This is. Uh, I I just get so stressed out when things don't work and the, when they're supposed to work and I rely on them to work mm. and then it's like no we don't no it doesn't work anymore but they're for no fucking reason no no reason like no <laughs> like just dumb just craps out. It's like oh Such god, is Comcast. Yeah. I, I guess I don't want to get too in the weeds because who wants to hear me bitch about oh oh Matt doesn't have internet oh no <laughs> oh that's his problem. Well, not me because I already heard it. Yeah, you already heard it. I want to be thankful. I don't want to be stressed out. I want to be. I want to be positive, and I want to thank not only our listeners because I have to thank everyone for listening. This is so great. This is a new show, getting it off the ground. I'm getting great feedback. Got some great feedback on the episode. Actually, I want to share it. Can I share it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I want to share, because here's, here's what's interesting about this little tidbit of feedback, is that it's feedback from 
the guy who gave me my middle name this week, which is or this or today on this episode. Do, which do you is, plan these things? Because this is really well planned. This is completely unplanned. How they're gonna say completely planned? Like no, knew it. I did not plan this at all. I'm like I just thought so, it's off the cuff. But he gave me my middle name this week, Dick Street. Hmm. And he has no idea that I'm about to read this right now. It's clear what he thinks about you. It's very, it's very clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is from at JCD Fitness. Private messaged me on Twitter and with a screenshot of the episode that we titled, Don't Listen to This Episode in all caps. And he said, best podcast, best, oh my God can't read today and i have to read five questions later so all all get it together all flummox today uh best podcast to date i've been in this almost 10 years and you speak so much truth love how you shat on those selling blue (laughs) hosts that is that is feedback about the show we did a yes it was an episode about hero worship Mm. And here's and I'm sitting across from a guy who sells Bluehost, <laughs> Hostgator. Oh, sorry, WP Hostgator. Engine and and WP know, I just Engine. I just wanted to see if I can get a, a piece of that easy money. Oh yeah, take that pie. Mm. And you're just, and it's an experiment, right? You're just experimenting. <laughs> yeah, it's experiment. Can Andrew make buttloads of money from hosting? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, as long as you put WP Engine in there as like the pro version, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, I also want to thank Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over the shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Let's get to the reader questions, the listener questions. What do you think? Do you, I I think I feel like I'm waiting for some like interlude music. Din, 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 din. I'll do a beatbox. You want to do a beatbox? I, what do I do? Uh, I, how about I beatbox? Because that's easy. Can you do it? Five questions. That's what we're talking. I was just trying to mess you up. Yeah, you were, motherfucker. I think I switched it too quickly. Here's another very planned but also unplanned coincidence. The first question today comes from our friend Thomas Frank, who you just had a two-hour conversation with, and that I wished I had a conversation with, but I couldn't because my internet was broken. 
I heard. I hope Com- Comcast just heard me through Apple iTunes. I think they were spiting you. They, they're an all-powerful. Uh, you mean smite? They're smiting me like yeah. sending bolts of electricity through my <laughs> like coax Zeus. cable and yeah, shocking my balls. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I'm a little loopy. Thomas Frank asked, "What do you do to build resiliency?" How do you deal both emotionally and as a tactician with setbacks? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I don't know how to answer that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm coming at these questions like off the cuff. I'm, I'm going to try to answer yeah. them as like Same. fresh as I possibly can and think so, about the question. Uh, I'll answer it from the most typical Andrew angle. Mm-hmm. I usually think about like financial resiliency. And so for the business... Like uh, money, like coming in. Mm-hmm. So, so if it was like, listen, my matters, we'd be talking about investing and diversifying. Yeah. But I kind of think about business the same way. So, resiliency to me is my ability to leave for months at a time and have no material effect to my business. So it's like how my income is derived, and then the the broadness of how it's derived. Um. So I think I'm getting hung up on the first part of this question because I don't know if I necessarily fully understand the word resiliency. I think I, I, I think he means because based on the second piece, I think he's ta- really just focusing it in on like really how I've been feeling mm. and like how do you get yourself out of a funk, or, or or if like say you created this whole course. And you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna launch this to my twenty thousand email subscribers. I'm gonna make like fifty G's, and yeah. you make like one G, yeah, yeah. Or, or not or even, like, or a fractional G, yeah. <laughs> and like, how do you get get out of that from being a tailspin? See, I think of it as the second part is, you know, if you didn't add this little extra thing in there, how do you deal with setbacks? Now it's like, what, what? Let me let me think of an example as a setback for me. That setback was when Amazon changed their uh, fee structure and it just crushed the revenue on Roasty. And I would say emotionally, I don't deal with it well at all. I deal with it very terrible. It 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 shocks me and it rocks me to my core. So uh, I don't. I, I deal with it poorly. <laughs> is, is how I answer that question. How I deal with it tech. As a tactician, I assume tactically, is that what that means? I never heard the word yeah. tactician. He's a smart man. I know. <laughs> or he's just making up fucking words. I don't know. <laughs> and I know he's he probably... to see if you could enunciate all the syllables. Yeah, and I know he's listening, wishing he could chime in right now. I know he is, because yeah. every time he talks to me, he's like, I just want to yell at you two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of your answers are wrong. No, it's just wrong. Uh, so... You know, they. The, I was just thinking about the obstacle is the way. This mm-hmm. idea that when you have a setback, you use it to your advantage, and you just slowly but surely, methodically find a way around the setback. And while it sounds so good to say out loud, and I've actually read the book in practice, I usually don't come up with that until after I've screamed at the top of my lungs and <laughs> and have cursed or threw my phone against the wall or some other act of emotional aggression. And then I go, and then I breathe like I did in the car on the way to get my, you know, Xfinity box. And then I go, okay, this is a minor setback. No big deal. Okay, you're being a little baby. Now, it's going to get fixed. It's going to be better. Just give it a second, you know. And it's 
I mean, I wish I could give myself that pep talk in the moment, but I never do. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if that's a character trait. If, if, if you can, if you can build resiliency and you can practice that, I'm sure you can, but setbacks don't happen enough to me to where I can practice them over and over again. That's bullshit. Setbacks <laughs> don't happen unless you, I'm mad. I've never had a setback. No, I, I no, did, I'm just, no, I'm just saying they don't happen that much. I stay indoors. I, I think what happened, I think if I were to like say, and I, I think I know you a fair amount is that you probably have internalized the way that you deal with it so well. You're not even realizing it. Like, I could tell you, like, you're, you're maybe not being introspective enough to say, mm. like, what you do. You probably just auto-do things. Oh. Like, for example, I go figuratively and literally sometimes cry to my wife and, you know, talk it through. Or, like, okay. if, I'm, if I'm having a challenge or, or something, if I'm in doubt, I will tell her something. And she may, like, literally, like, flame everything I'm doing and, <laughs> you know... Or, or, or like, say it's a good idea, but I, I, I look externally. Like okay. I, I internalize it until breaking point. Yeah, and then I reach out. Okay, then that, then I do that too because I use Steph as my, you know, e- either, either I'm trying to think through a problem or something bad happened, and it's like, how do we, and we deal with it, uh, logically, you know. Mm. It's like I'm allowed to vent emotionally because I am that way, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm half Italian, so I think it comes out. But I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel like complain, complain, complain. It's like, all right, you done complaining? Let's figure out how to solve this now. Mm. You know, and and I and I do that with Steph a lot, and I think, uh, you know, like teaming back up with you has been super helpful for me to deal with maybe not setbacks, but to definitely push me in a, I think, a, a writer direction or a more correct Set direction. Set forwards. Huh? Set forwards. Yeah. Yeah, set forwards. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Set back, set forwards. Yeah, just a little bit of, yeah, I think I think rely, I think think having some sort of uh, reliancy, I'm going to use a, a word that I just made up. Not resiliency. Uh, no, not resiliency. Reliancy. reliancy on something. Like, there's something that you can fall back on. Like, a setback happens. Something. something you can't th- keep it all to yourself. Yeah. Right. It just, something, that's a recipe for disaster. 100%. Something throws you off. I would, I would just go, okay, you know, it's, it's kind of like WWJD, right? It's like, what would this person do? Mm. And it's like, yeah, Wait, go talk isn't to that. that Jesus. T- oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But well, what would, I mean, yeah, not that I'm a, uh, follower but i would say it's the same idea it's like you know sit when you have a setback it's like what would this person do or like let me ask let me get some advice from from andrew before i completely lose my shit you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because i'm like you know had we been together and hanging out during the amazon crisis that i went through you'd be a multi-millionaire by now yeah i think you'd be like dude who cares like do this i'm like Ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, definitely. Otherwise, I just sat in my own like wallow and ugh, awfulness. Yeah, it's hard to see it all clearly when it's you happening and to you. You're in the forest. Yeah, like, I often will just. We're actually not a lot lately, but I would just text my dad, be like, uh, can, "Like, can you grab a beer or something?" Oh yeah, and just for any random thing, and I just need like. 
and it often is really helpful because he has like n- not like no understanding, but he's not in the shit. Yeah, and so it's a complete outsider's perspective, it's, right? Which is super refreshing because I, I want some. I want to hear something like different. Yes. Yeah. That's a yeah. So that's a, so I would answer. Uh, have someone on your side that you can mm. talk to that maybe isn't in the shit with you, not an employee, somebody completely outside of that, or not a teammate, yeah. you know, somebody who's like got your best interest at heart, but isn't also, you know, benefiting from your business in some and way. And I, I actually just want to add um, what I was like, uh, I want to say 27 or something. I went mm-hmm. to like go see a therapist because my brain was like, mm. whatever, attacking itself. And I, I think that. People don't talk about that. Like, if you don't have anyone to talk to, like right. Stephanie, like I, I have Lauren, so Laura yeah. gets all my mental crap, you know. But if you don't have that, I think having someone to talk to is super helpful. Dude, like, we are we are social creatures by nature. Yeah, and if if you and and the world of technology has isolated us more and more, which we did not talk about in the last episode, but we could have. Mm. True. And yeah, I I you know you take that sort of thing for granted of you know, having that person there, like that person who's in your house is helpful yeah, to your humanity and your brain. And I just want to say also that you are also super helpful to me. Oh, thanks. And, and, and not in like a different <laughs> tackling way, but you, you are. Yes. And vice versa, my friend. Uh, let's move on. Let's do it. Thank you, Thomas, for your question. Uh, this is from Ricardo Vega. What does an, what does an everyday look like? Everyone talks about working your ass off, but quite frankly, I wouldn't even know where to start. He he didn't include the word off. I just want to say so. Yeah, I added that. <laughs> and so we uh, again, I didn't. I just copy and I literally copy and pasted these questions directly from Gmail. So we're just going off the cuff here, which I love. Mm. By the what, way, do do you know Yolanda Vega? No, no, I know I know Lou Vega. Oh. Well, yeah, I know Lou Vega. Yeah, we all knew Lou Vega. I thought Yolanda, I think it was Vega, she did the Powerball or something for like oh. years. Oh, dude, Anyways. you know that's different in every state, right? Yeah, all right, fine. I got so, the Pennsylvania one. You got the Jersey one probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. What is, a, what is a typical day for Andrew look like? So on Sunday... I have, uh, well, it's not a typical day, but go ahead. Right. So, well, I was going to say my typical day is defined largely by Sunday night okay. and Sunday night, uh, or, or whenever I find time on Sunday, the only thing I have to do is review what's on my to-do list that wasn't completed from the last week hmm. and then plot out my week going forward. So am I recording episodes? Do I have to come up with episode ideas? Do I have to respond to developers or wh- whatever I have to do? And my week is never actually completed the way I want, but I've found that um, planning has been enormously useful in like making me successful. So my n- normal day is I wake up, uh, I check emails, respond to important things, uh, respond to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have like one of, I have three tasks that I have to do that day. And I, I just jump on those. Or if something urgent happens, I do that. But it's usually these tasks are really super not sexy things. Yeah. Like 
review three emails in ConvertKit and set at least two of them live. Or, mm. you know, so, so it's nominal stuff, nothing champion or awesome, mm-hmm. but just like trying to complete three things. That's your like minimum goal, right? Yeah. So a day. usual day is me hopefully showering and doing that. Oh, so you shower in the morning. Yeah. If, yeah. if I don't shower in the morning, it's probably not happening uh, unless there's something at night that we have yeah. to go to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but as mo- that's, I'm assuming most of that day is spent at the computer, at this computer that you're at right now. Yeah. I, I try and take a walk during the day, mm. but usually not. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like literally just sitting in my office. Okay. Um, man, I really thought that that was going to help me answer this question. My day is different every day. And, and, and I no, would, lo- it's not, well, no, I mean, I love structure. I love, I wish I could do the same thing every day, but I will tell you the parts that are structured. So every single day mm. I wake up, uh, probably around seven, just naturally. Cause that's when the sun comes up and I probably have to use the bathroom. I'm sorry if this is TMI. And I will usually sit, I will usually lay in bed and watch YouTube. Or like, I'll check email maybe. Uh, I'll go on Twitter, look at tweets. Uh, I'll go on Instagram. Just just kind of sitting in the, in the bed, just kind of mm. like slowly waking up. And then I will, I make breakfast every morning uh, for both me and Steph. I make the same breakfast every morning. I make scrambled eggs with spinach, peppers, and onions, sauteed spinach, peppers, and onions. And then recently we've been having a couple slices of bacon that I... Uh, oh, my God. Not so different. Laura, Laura makes a breakfast in the morning. Okay. Um, although I had I did once this year so far. Very and, good. And I got good reviews. Sweet. Uh, but scrambled eggs. Yep. Canadian bacon mm. on a uh, English muffin. Nice. That sounds like a good breakfast. Copious amounts of hot sauce. Hell yeah! Oh, dude, Steph likes the hot sauce on the on the breakfast. I am. Uh, I love my hot sauce. I love it. I'm part of the Hot Ones uh, club, so I get uh, three hot three hot sauces delivered every month. If I had a pocketbook that I carried around everywhere, it would have one of the things in there would be hot sauce and not mace, just hot sauce. You just pour it on <laughs> That's your right. assailant. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just like pour a little bit in your hand and just blow it. <laughs> Like, I don't need pepper spray. No, didn't expect that, huh? Yeah, and then dip your wings in it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, so I, yeah, we have the same breakfast every morning, coffee. I sit down in our little living room area, have coffee, drink the whole coffee with Steph, mm. listen to, we, I listen to Fleet Foxes every morning. And now really? I set it up. Yeah, so the, so the same three albums every morning, four albums every morning. So you were telling me you were starting to tell me that every day of yours is different. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is like I haven't gotten the, to the work day yet. Uh, this is like the beginning of Lost when they're like in the the capsule of the in Dharma the Initiative, yeah. and the person does the exact same thing. The oh, exact yeah, same dude. That's you, dude. Yeah, I mean that's true. And and I just found out that uh, I could set Alexa to automatically start playing Fleet Foxes at a certain time. <laughs> oh, oh so God. I so I did that yesterday. Swear to God. So now it plays at 9 a.m. So, yeah, I don't really get up and start making breakfast until 9. So, you're, yeah, I'm sitting in bed for two hours, like, looking at YouTube videos and shit. Sometimes I'll get up a little – if I'm, like, super awake and I just don't have anything to do on my phone anymore, I'll just go to the computer and just start working. And then I let Steph sleep in. And uh, then I don't pretty much get started until 10. And I probably work till uh, dinner time, which is, like, 6-ish. 
Uh, I may work after that, but for the most part, I just, it's different. I work on whatever I got to do in Asana. So every day a new Asana task pops up, whether it's like, uh, so you also, so you're driven by like what you've assigned in the past to yourself. Yes. Yes. Like, like Matt of the past is the boss of Matt Matt of of the future. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And then the days that really suck are the ones where I don't, I get everything done super early and I'm like, well, I can't, I have to do something else mm. because I can't call it a day and go, what, relax? That, that has like never happened to me where, I mean, I may get three things done in the day, but it rarely is it the three things that I set out to do. Yeah. And so for me, it's the undying anxiety of looking at my to-do list and I right. have three things for today and seven things past due yeah. that I have to re- Assigned to a different day or, or yeah. actually do. I, 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 if, you know, if I keep pushing back in a, uh, a task, then it, then I'm not, then either it's got to get, like, if I push it back a day or two, I'll either delete it because I realize it's not important because I'm not doing it, mm. or I set it to, I, I take off the due date and I just get it done because I, I, it's the most annoying thing to see red dates in Asana to me. So, I have this one task that I've been pushing forward one day for like at least three weeks. What is it? It's a, it's a recurring task I have. It should be every other day that I do it. But I haven't done it for three weeks. It's, it's just personal workout. Like do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I've, I've had those on there before, and I, I do the same thing. Because I, I live and die by the to-do list. So literally, if it's not on the right. to-do list or my calendar, it doesn't happen. yeah. Uh, I work out too. Sometimes I'll work out in the middle of the day, and then I'll take I'll shower. Then it's hard for me to shower. I used to shower every morning, Bullshit. and now I'm like, <laughs> no one's <laughs> buying what you're selling, Matt. I have an elliptical. You see it behind me. It's right there mm-hmm. with all the clothes on it, and <laughs> that's right. No, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess every so he, he says everyone talks about working your ass off but quite frankly i wouldn't even know where to start and that's the thing like i wouldn't either if you just told me i had to work my ass like go work your ass off i'm like oh do what doing what you, you have to, to kind of be this thing front. in the beginning of listen money matters i think your dad had told you um and he would be like matt how do you eat an elephant and he'd yes. be like one bite at a time like like mm-hmm. like de- dejected like fine dad you're right one bite at a time yeah and I feel like that's just it. Like, what do you? What do I do every day? Like, little dumb nominal things. And I think it's probably the same for you. Yeah. But it's just like, where do you start? Anywhere. Like, start by give yourself credit for taking a big task and just breaking it down into fifteen small tasks. Yeah. That, that is would work. be a checkbox of complete on my like to do list for the day. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like CEO mode counts. Yep. All right, I want to move on. Hopefully that cool. was somewhat helpful. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it really talked about work too much because I was just trying to talk about the things that I, I mean, look, I can tell you that I've been working currently on, uh, building out a process for videos. I built this like studio setup for, for making videos. I've been trying to do animations and all kinds of stuff. Cause I want to make YouTube videos for some university on a more consistent basis. We've been working on this podcast. What? I, I just I just realized because you've been telling me about your video process as you've been doing it, yeah. And the problems that you have are what it, are what you create your to dos from. Because I've been watching you do this brand new thing, mm-hmm. and 
I've noticed that what you're doing is is a result of trying to fix issues that you've had trying to do the thing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Deep. I just like my head just fucking spun. Right. Because I've done watching this before. you actually do something new, which is rare. It's yeah. Like, it's like National Geo. Yeah. Nat, Nat Geo. Mm. That was my not, not Matt Geo. Right. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, every day I think looks a little different, especially cause I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to jump around to different projects, but mm-hmm. ultimately I am very excited to get to, to like get on my computer and do something, something, uh, that is business related. It's just like a, a kind of, it's a hobby. Like you said, ex- an expensive hobby. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ricardo. Uh, let's get to Sarah Frichon. I'm going to say that's how you say that name. Last name. Uh, Sarah asks, if you couldn't use your current audience, but you did have your knowledge, how would you go about building a new business? So easy. How would you do it? Well, so. So you know everything it is now. You know everything there is. You had to start something brand new from scratch. Yes. I mean, this is literally like us now. Do I could enumerate the things that I'm working on. Yeah. Some I don't want to mention publicly, but what what I have learned, uh, I think the most scarring, jarring thing that I've learned is don't build a bridge to nowhere. And what you think needs to be done and what you want to do is not necessarily what other people want or are willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. And so, and not not to like toot the the horn of Ahrefs, but literally most of my things start there, like mm-hmm. determining is there actually a need or a want for this like if if i'm trying to find demand and the best i could see are keywords that that are like one thousand or less a month it's gonna be really hard to build something off of it um you know you're assuming that this this assumption right now is that if you had to start all over again you would build a content business no no that's not that's not true okay I mean, okay, here's the thing. So I don't care what kind of business you're creating. Your business needs customers. Listen Money Matters business is providing customers for other Other businesses, right? And so it's like kind of meta, and then I'm obviously affected by those businesses, but I have to find the customers. So Mm -hmm. if my customer is Betterment, I have to find Betterment's customers. And if if I have a product that I'm selling, I just have to find customers for me. Yeah. Because and it you doesn't matter. That, if, and you would do that with search. Yeah. I mean, it's just if you're going with the knowledge you have, right? That's that's the only thing that I know really, really well. But I feel and, like I can do. Th- and, that, and that would be lucrative. Mm. I mean, yeah. This is like, I'm, at the, I'm, I'm kind of pushing you because I'm like, what if you had to, what if you could just start over completely? If what I would could, you, if, if, if everything was just gone like that, all your shit. And you had to make money, you had to start a business, mm-hmm. and you know you know what businesses work and what don't. Like you know, or you know like which one you kind of want. Like what would you I don't think you would build a list of money matters business. I think I you think would build that, a SaaS product. So so I would, but the the thing is, like all of my sa- all of the my sassy whatever things are feeding off of the like whether it's list of money build. matters or you know, the one that will launch soon. Uh, has shocking similarities in the audience to Money Lab, mm-hmm. you know, because the hardest part, the really the hardest part is finding customers, 
And whether those customers are listeners or visitors, that so, so you're saying that you uh, you would start a business. Okay, I understand that, but it would be an internet business. Yeah, because an, an internet business because it's infinitely scalable. Like, right, and you know, o- it. yeah, opening a restaurant like what would be or a bar would be awesome. Um, it's capped on income and it's a lot of work. It's I also don't like working it's also hard. capped in location. That's true. Yeah. Um. Man, so I. Uh, this is interesting because I got to think. What's the? I, I would. I would immediately think. What was? What would be the fastest way for me to build a business? Because I know that with Brew Cabin, I started Brew Cabin knowing that it was going to take a long time to build an audience. Mm. You know, now. Well, your setup is based on massive audience sizes, like yes. your your business model. My model that I currently use, yes. And massive is hard to get quickly. Yes. Uh, let me just take Brew Cabin. I know, I know about, I know about it. And if it was my only project, one, I would probably just honestly, like all day, every day be filming YouTube videos and writing articles and promoting and emailing people within the industry. And I would grow an audience much faster because I did it on autopilot where I just like, let's just write articles and see what happens, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's more, more of an experiment, but I would, I would honestly like push myself to write stuff that was incredible that no one else has written about. I would reach out to every organization and write for them. I would do I would do just what I did in the beginning of Swim You, which is which is like just do everything. What would you not do? And I almost feel like that yeah. is maybe as instructive. Yeah, so I would not not build a product almost within the first month of business. So so you're saying you that would be a goal is to build a product very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. I and mm-hmm. and, and I, would I would build I would build an informational product. So for Brew Cabin, again, if this is my only job, I would build a video course like day one for like how to homebrew everything, just like the whole friggin' make it fucking awesome and charge, you know, a premium, probably like $50 for it. And, you know, really go into detail, like make it like an absolute like monster uh, course that it would be ridiculous and well filmed and all those things. And, and at the same time also be publishing Massive amounts of content, putting YouTube videos. I would just be a content machine. I think you made a good point about having a product first or, or very, very early. Because uh, when I when I did Listen Money Matters, I had a job, and so mm-hmm. it, it it wasn't urgent, and I, I the slow burn w- like worked perfectly. Yeah, because uh, honestly, even for it, just is really hard to build an, an affiliate based business quickly. Yes. Um, so, so what if, uh, you made friends with somebody and then tried to see what they needed for their business? What do you mean? Like, um, I don't know. I mean, like Pat Flynn is an easiest, obvious example of like someone with a massive audience you can go to be like, Hey, what are the problems you have? You know, or I could approach you, Matt, you know, creator of Swim University, and be like, hey, this is an awesome website. Like, uh, and ask you something pointed and specific that you may want to answer. Like, um, what do you think was the hardest part scaling it? You know, or I don't know, something to make you possibly be interested and maybe I would survey a bunch of people. Yeah. I would just do a ton of research though. Like I wouldn't need to ask mm-hmm. people. 
at least in the beginning. And I would well, I would like be, you couldn't possibly know the issues of a content business without creating it or having the ears. But I already know that. But I already know the answer. I mean, I, I'm allowed to know in this scenario. Oh, true, fine. I'm allowed right, to have fine. that knowledge. So I, I mean, I'm taking the brew cabin example. It's just me. I would honestly, I would be on Ahrefs like a meet day one, which I was. But mm-hmm. I would be writing the content. They'd be huge pieces of content. They would everything would have a video. Everything would have graphic charts to like represent everything. It'd be it'd be in regular human language. I would be emailing uh, people in the industry every day, sharing my stuff with them, uh, trying to get guests doing guest posts. Honestly, like I would, or or get my content content syndicated, and I would be doing YouTube videos, at, reaching out to companies, doing product reviews, uh, and I would have a course for sale, and I would be making. Uh, I would just really like really focus on uh, affiliate products that were at where well, there were a lot of money. Like in my in my world, it'd be like brew kettles, which are like two fifty a pop, and like you know, uh, electric systems that are higher priced, uh, conical fermenters which are higher priced, and really pushing to get like product reviews, vi- doing vi- in video format and text format. So pushing that, and then also doing um, the course, and I would be building an email list, which I also have. And I, all of those things, which I could do right now, but I'm a, I'm a one man operation with multiple sites, so I can't do that. So, but that's exactly what I would do. And I would probably stay, I, you know, yeah, I, I was thinking like a new business, like what if it was like opened a brewery or I, you know, started a SaaS product, but honestly, I know media more than I know anything else. So I would create a media focused company for sure, mm. but I would just be creating content and at, at a at a ridiculously rapid rate with with no employees or, or no oh, completely bootstrapped yeah that is a distraction hardcore early on yeah and if anything if i needed any extra money during the process i would just hone my skills i would be like hey i'm i'm up here i'll do video reviews for people i will build websites for people i will do Contracts. like graphic yeah, yeah just to just to you know, get the other half of the money, which is exactly what I did, but I would do it much more aggressively this time around. So that hopefully answers your question, Sarah. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to move on to Jen. I don't have a last name, just Jen. She says, I have a full-time job and two small kids. My blogging time block is for a few hours each night after they're tucked in and the chores are done. My brain is a little fried at these fine hours. So I'm wondering, what are your favorite tricks for focusing? Coffee is not an option for me after 8 p.m. Yeah, you're looking at me to start? Do you looking at me to start? I, I could start. Go ahead. So um, timing and rescue time both have uh, what rescue time calls it. Focus time. Timing has uh, pause for – oh, no. It has something, I forget what it's called, but basically forced Pomodoro-esque setup. Mm. So like for these 25 minutes, I can't do anything that I've listed as distracting. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. Um, however, I think that is cliche and wrong because I completely, first of all, I, I have not had kids, so I do not get that, but I would do Listen Money Matters only in the evenings mm-hmm. after all things happened and it was not my best hours. Mm-hmm. And so my trick was to make them my better hours by being ruthlessly efficient with everything that happened earlier in the day 
And for me, that was decisions that I had to make. So if I was able to make work easier, my morning easier, like deciding less, uh, perhaps like front loading work, but maybe not letting people at work know that I did work earlier so that I could have, I wouldn't be exhausted mm. when I had to do Listen Money Matters. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so basically, I yeah, like you did, you like minimize decision fatigue early mm. in the day and all the other things so that you were. I had a buzz cut hair, you know, yeah. I, I had like oh, that's right. basics yeah. in terms of shirts and stuff. And yeah. I just really, yeah. Interesting. So mine would be, uh, again, don't have kids, never had kids. Wait, why would I never had them? But uh, oh, but uh, yes, I oh I've had kids. I before. had them, but I will not tell you what happened to them. Yeah, I will not tell you. Uh, focus is such a. Uh, I, I am. Mm, thought I had a thing. I, 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 I kind of I'm very good at focusing, and I've never really. I, you know, I've used apps like Thirty Thirty. I've used Pomodoro techniques, uh, but I think what I would say is really rely on a to-do list and that whole, like the past self should dictate what the future self does. And Mm. so if you had at least, if you only have a few hours focus, you know, maybe pick one thing that is the absolute most crucial part of your business. And that actually scales your business in some way. And just do that. Everything else can be done sometime else, or maybe doesn't even need to be done. You know, maybe even more aggressively, like look at your business and just of the 10 things you need to do, like strike eight of them off of the list. Like will not happen this month because I'm as ruthlessly efficient as either of us are. We really waste a ton of time. And so like Jen, you're probably wasting a ton of time on shit that just doesn't Doesn't need to be done or doesn't need to be done anywhere close to now. Well, I would say, uh, even taking my last example with Brew Cabin, if I took that exact example and I put, you know, I can, I can only work from like after my kids went to sleep. So let's just say 8 p.m. till maybe 10 p.m., you know, mm. the only thing that I really could do in those hours that would be meaningful to my business would be to write. I would write my ass off. I would just be writing and publishing and writing and publishing and creating graphics for those for that writing. Videos would be really tough for me to do in those two hours, but if I could do it, I would do any sort of like and I and I would say writing because you can get a lot done in a, in two hours. And that is how you get SEO traffic. And that's what I would do for that specific business. Go ahead. What one more addition. Go ahead. I think that the secret trick for everything that we do. You you do it ruthlessly. I do it as well. Uh, batching, like yeah, uh, context switching. Like if you have to do five totally different tasks, yeah. It, the truth is, it like it takes you some time to get in and out of a task because your mm-hmm. mind is just whatever. So if you just need to write, only write. No editing. No tweaking of the theme or answering emails or whatever. Yeah. Just batch the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, and outsourcing. Mm. If you can, if you're at that level where. You only have two, you know. You only have two hours a night, but you have money, you know, because there's money's coming in from your business. You could outsource things like e- answering emails. I I do that. I don't answer a single email. I, I, at Money Lab, I do, but not at Swim University. 
I, I would argue that just don't bring another person in. They'll distract you. Just let those emails die. <laughs> they're not. They're not important. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or or find another. Find some. Yeah. There's a lot of hacks you could do. I guess mm. to to minimize that. Uh, yeah. I yeah. For me, I would just ruthlessly write. And I would hate it because I hate writing, but that's what I, I know that that's the key to everything. The hardest thing. Yeah. Most important. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest thing is usually the most important. Yep. So thank you, Jen. Hopefully that is an answer, some sort, some kind of answer for your question. Uh, I don't know what business you have, so it's really hard to, to give you a specific advice, but for focusing, yes, like Basically, pick one thing at night to do, and and make sure it's an important part of your business that actually shows growth. Uh, and if you have to switch between tasks, you can use a Pomodoro technique. I think that's perfect. Yeah, because that's I think that's for switching, right? It's for like uh, you set it for twenty five minutes. Yeah, and then you do one task. Yeah, for twenty five minutes. Yeah, so it's like a switch. It's a it's a way to uh, switch tasks. So, but if you're not, it's like. You know, and and you know what? You know something else I will I will say, and I know this is not about focusing, but I've been finding it very helpful to do a process, right? Do the like do the thing, like maybe it's writing a blog post or something, mm-hmm. and then afterwards do a post mortem on that. It's like, oh, how long did it take me to write? How long did it take me to do each step? Mm. And write it all down in like a notebook or something, and then just start looking at that objectively and saying, how can I speed each piece up? Like, what can I do to either remove it from my task list? Maybe I don't have. Maybe I don't have to do this, or maybe there's an and research an easier way to do it. You know, I, I really like that. I I, th- I think I need to maybe you know you said you journal, and I was just kind of do. like I don't, I don't need to. I I think that maybe I I do then because that would be super helpful for me. I honestly don't necessarily know what I do. Most yeah, times. like I'm doing things. It's yeah. So I, I've been doing this for homebrewing and I'm also doing it for this video process where I'm like where I do a video sloppy. Like I do a video just from start to finish like blah. And then I and then I post, you know, post more and I write everything down what I just did and go, there's got to be a, and then just basically scrutinize it and say, there's got to be a faster way to do each piece. And then the next time around, employ that new technique and see if it's, and then write again, right? You know, postmortem again. Did, was it faster this time? How many hours did it take? Whatever. Mm. And it's been, I mean, it's certainly helpful in homebrewing uh, because, like, you know, I went from like a seven hour brew day to a four hour brew day just by making some tweaks to the, my process. And, and I'm finding the same thing with video making too. And I guarantee you, I would find a ton for blogging or, or writing. And if you have like a, a day job or, or a commute that doesn't require you to be actively driving, or, or even if you could just talk to your phone, you're actively driving, this is something you could do during that time. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So thanks, Jen. Uh, I'm going to move on to our next and final question from Brant Reader. As an online home-based business owner, do you buy into the whole quote-unquote morning, morning routine thing? If so... What do you do to help jumpstart your day? And that's funny because we just uh, talked about that in our first question or second question. But what do I, you do? I have, I have issues with this usually because sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, I'm laying in bed using my phone. Sometimes, you know, th- there were mornings like Laura was out because she has like something to do. And so I might take the laptop in bed and just like kind of work from bed yeah. or like laying on the couch or in my office or at yeah. the kitchen table and... Um, I do the same so thing. I don't, 
I don't have the morning routine thing. And no. I think perhaps a bit more forced structure would I'd be able to get more out of me. I would say I have a morning routine because I mentioned Do you it. ever? I, 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 yes, but it's not the kind he's talking about. He's saying he's saying a quote-unquote morning routine. It's that whole... Like, like tracking the habits. I, I, that's how it feels to me. Yeah, it's like meditate for seven minutes and then do a workout and then, you know, write in a journal and then write... It's like this whole, you know, uh, medium.com morning routine you know, seven things you can do to improve your morning routine, you fucking very piece cliche. of shit. Oh, yeah, you suck at life, but I'm so much better, and I'm going to show you how to increase your morning routine <laughs> so you can be a fucking rock star. You piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I just ah, I fucking hate those articles because it just makes you feel like a piece of shit. It really does. Yeah. And... I I saw one. I saw one and it and it ag- aggravated me and I continue but but I continue to use the word. Hmm. So someone was doing, you know, seven steps to improve your morning routine guy, right? And one, I think number 7 was thinkatate. Thinkatate. Yeah. So instead of meditate, he thought it'd be cool to just go, "Ah, sit and sit around and think." It's like meditating, but you're thinking. It's like what? First Isn't of all, that the opposite of meditating. It's exactly the fucking opposite of meditating. You dumb piece it's of like, shit. I want to turn that off. I don't want to think of anything. Sorry, I'm getting very angry about this morning <laughs> routine thing. It is not. I don't buy into it as a uh, concept, but or as like something that you know. It's not going to improve your life. It's not going to help you be better at business or anything else. Just do what makes. Just do what you want to do. Just do what you want to do. If you yeah, don't want to, maybe part of your morning routine should be to be easier on yourself. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of like reading articles that make you feel like you're fucking up life, you know. Like like we're already pretty good at making ourselves feel like shit. Oh so yeah, maybe this is the perfect generation. We all, dude. You know, we have fitted, we have fidget spinners and and mm. uh, you know. Rubik's cues. I'm playing with a deck of cards. We got weighted blankets. We're all anxious. <laughs> We're all <laughs> fucked up. But no, I don't. What I do to jumpstart my morning routine is like just just take my goddamn time. Mm. I love mornings. Love them. Love them. They're my favorite. I you know I used to be a night owl, and used to not. I used to wake up at like noon 2 a.m 2 2 p.m sometimes because i used to sleep in my parents basement it would be so it'd be dark and cold you could sleep for days down there and i was a night owl i'd be up till like two three in the morning you know working on the computer or doing some other you know activity of some sort you know i was playing in a band like it was a night nightlife but nowadays like i'm so morning focused i love breakfast is my favorite meal of the day Absolutely. I get excited. If, if someone's like, oh, you want to go out to dinner? I'm like, yeah, I'll go out to dinner. Yeah, it's fine. But if someone's like, you want to go out to breakfast? I'm like, hell yeah! Let's do it! <laughs> Brunch it up, baby! I love, I fucking love breakfast. And so, to me, what I do is eat fucking breakfast, man. Eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. I drink coffee. I love coffee. 
I used to really love coffee when I was putting cream and sugar in it. Now I've been drinking it black for the last four months. Not that as sucks. not as fun, but I still get to sit down on my chair, put my coffee on my stump. I got a nice stump, and I just sit there with Steph, and I take my time. And I sometimes talk about work before I work, you know, and that gets me all pumped up because I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this today, and, you know, then it's talking about it. It's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, I get excited, and, get, and I go do it. But I don't get started until 10. Obviously, I work from home, and it's yeah, a lot easier for me to say. Uh I don't journal in the morning. I I watch YouTube videos and not about work stuff. I, I used to read every morning. Mm. I stopped doing that because I found that I was reading a lot of I like nonfiction books. Mm. I, I never really liked fiction. I, I it would be really hard for me to get into a fiction book. And every time I read a nonfiction book, it was usually about business, and I would it would usually send me on a business tangent, and it would it would. You know, I would come up with an idea because I'm like, oh, that, you know, that person did that. That's a great idea. He thinkitates. I'm going to do that now. It's like, <laughs> you know, so I don't read. I just kind of entertain myself. Bullshit. Try not to read the news if I can because that stresses me out in the morning. I don't know. What about you? I, I feel like I just went on a eight hour tangent. <laughs> I, I, I read quartz in the morning. I'll pop open a few tabs. It's, it's usually e- easy, light, you know. Uh, the morning, so Laura and I are eating breakfast. We probably, like, like a, if it was a, I don't know, a camera, you could watch what we were doing. We'd be sitting there. We have our laptop half opened up. We're eating breakfast. And then it's like the race to who could go into the bathroom first after eating. Like, we're all casual, whatever. Then, like, I don't know. Um, and then we just kind of get on with it. Maybe take a walk. Maybe not. All right. And what I'm going to do is pull up uh, the... Miracle morning routine. You want to hear what it is? We've yeah. had we've had Hal on our show before. Um, miracle morning. Okay. Read step one. Do you read in the morning? Um, I do. Okay. I don't know if uh, like I guess it depends on what you're reading because if you're reading uh the news nowadays. I don't. I don't see that. That helps you at all. Quartz isn't that like. I don't know. Vox is, and I sometimes read Vox in the morning, but mm. not good. Step two: exercise. I wish. I cook. I'm standing up when I do that. Oh, that's not exercise. It's moving around though. It's it's like shuffling. Yeah. What do you think old people do? Like in the pool, they have like they do like nice little little tiny movements. I'm like an old person, you know, like <laughs> just little movements. You are. You're, you're hey, getting yeah, close okay. to forty. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, man. low blow. <laughs> it's not a low blow. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Affirmations is number three. What is positive self talk? Do you oh, go? No. Do you like look in the mirror like Stuart Smiley or whatever his name is? Like yeah, you're great. Like yeah, you're real great. Yeah. No, I, I don't do that. Pump yourself I, I up. I probably do like negative self-talk. Like, <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Okay. Number four, silence. Mm. That's no. Th- you don't think of tape? No. Meditate? People think meditation is like life-changing. I have yet to uh, find that. I've yet. I'm still not a calm person. I've did. I've done it. I've done the meditation stuff. I'm not calm. 
Sometimes. I am. Huh? I, I am. You're calm? Usually. Okay. Well, I mean, that also includes showering. Sure. Sometimes. Sit in silence. Visualize is number five. So, like, the same as affirmations, but you visualize what you want in the world. Are you reading from The Secret? Oh, I know, dude. You're you're talking to a cynic just like yourself. Uh, yeah, you know. What what do I visualize? Like like visualize more like breakfast. Like, like you're, no, visualize like crispier bacon, a bigger <laughs> business, more money, happiness. Maybe maybe a new location. Mm. It's like yeah, I can visualize like my day is going to be great. You do that. I, yeah, I, vis- I visualize a helicopter uh, taking me everywhere I want to go. Mm. It has not come true yet. You know, uh, Jeff Bezos got in a helicopter crash, so I don't know if that's such a good idea or no the greatest shit. idea ever because now he's the richest man on the planet. <laughs> is it because of helicopters? Who's oh, to say? Could be. Pro- probably is. Yeah, who's to say? Helicopter crashing. Uh, that's why I'll never go on one. What about step number six, scribing? Uh, you mean like journaling? Yeah. I believe that's what that means. I'll have to try it out. I mean, I'm inherently skeptical. Of I don't it. journal in the morning, though. I journal at the end of the day. Yeah, I was going to say, wanna... like, if anything, I feel like the morning should be used for, like, your most challenging shit because you have the most energy. Yeah. Um, the last one is do your MIT. I don't know what that means. Uh uh what the hell is MIT? It says say these 13 words out loud. Right after you finish your one sentence journal, open up your laptop, fire up this timer and take care of your MIT. 25 minutes later it'll be one most step- important task. Thank you. Jesus. I'm not even looking it up. I just like that, Am I supposed to know what MIT means? In the Oh, maybe I was like earlier in the blog post. Anyway, uh, okay, so yeah, that's like right afterwards. You just start working right away. Eat, eat the frog first, or whatever the, the cliche thing mm. is. All right, well, that's it. That's all five questions. I hope, Brant, that was helpful and not to uh, me shitting on the morning routine uh, <laughs> thing, uh, your words. Uh, but yeah, just uh, get started, jumpstart your day, be excited about what you're working on. That's always a fun thing, and just do what you want to do. Do what you like. Yeah. If you like, you, you want to sit around, play video games for an hour in the morning, that's your morning routine. Go do that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's going to make you happy, dude. If it's going to make you happy, then... That's, what's ma- that's what matters. Do yeah. it. Do it. Don't make, me be- don't make other people think you are a piece if of shit. If you're unhappy, you're not, not going to last long enough to, to make it to wherever you're trying to make it to. Yeah. I also say... I mean, I, lo- you know, I exercise because I want to. But I don't exercise as much as anybody else. But look, mm. I hate exercising. I hate it. it. Makes me unhappy. I don't know how do you how do you avoid like why do I want to do something I hate just because someone else told me I should? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I only have one vessel to carry me through the rest uh, of my I days. I mean, look, I to I, treat I, it better. I know. I eat right. I also drink a lot of beer. But hey, makes me happy. I want to thank JCD Fitness at JCD Fitness for my new middle name this week, Dick Street, and for the positive feedback on uh, that one episode we did. 
Do Not Listen to This Episode is the name of it. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, please email me, matt at moneylab.co, and feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion while you're at it. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts, and leave a review. Please. If you really like this show, you love it so much, please tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber, too. Andrew, how do you feel Yo. after five questions? I feel good. I love five questions. I do, too. We're going to do more. That was only the first five. There's so many questions to be had this month. We got to do 31 episodes in 31 days. And so how many just... questions will we answer? 20? Oh, sh- uh, probably 20, yes. <laughs> probably 20. <laughs> probably exactly 20. Yes, yes. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. That's it. Goodbye. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank <laughs> you.